You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Volume. All right, guys, UFC 297 goes down this weekend, and we finally get to see the fight between Drakus and Sean Strickland. Look, man, this one is as personal as it's going to get. And in personal fights, your boy always shows up. So once again, I've partnered up with the DraftKings Sportsbook to give all new customers a fantastic offer. Bet only $5 or more and get $200 in bonus bets instantly by using my promo code DCTV. It's going to be cold in Canada, but it's going to be hot inside that octagon. Once again, get in on all the action at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use my promo code DCTV at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC. And at the DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, the crown is yours. You can be like your boy. I'm a king. Why don't you be a king? Or a queen. It is what it is. Let's go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P. E-N-Y or text H-O-P-N-Y 4673-69. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Budio Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash MMA for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Sean Strickland, the UFC middleweight champion. Thanks for checking in with me. My man, I appreciate it. Last time we spoke in Australia, uh, we spoke prior and uh, you told me how nervous you were. And you told me how, like, you were a little bit uncertain, but then you go and pitch a f- shutout. You went and pitched a complete shutout in Australia. Fair How'd enough. you do it? 
I mean, I think everybody's nervous to fight. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's not the fight; it's nervous. Like I could go fight Drakeish right now, but there's a lot of shit on line. You got a belt, you got money, you got a career. So it's like, fuck. Maybe, maybe I'm just a pussy, dude. I don't know, man. But usually, whenever the the door shuts, everything goes away, and you just it's action time. You know, when you were walking, did you watch the fight back? No, I didn't watch fights. You haven't watched the fight back at all. I've never, I've never watched my fights, dude. So, Sean, you walked out. And I'm pretty sure Eric and him saw it. And I said, he looks nervous. Yeah. I said, he looks nervous. And then the moment the door closed and he was in there, it seemed like you were settled. Yeah, well, it's just the, the task, man. It's going to be focused. I mean, you're a fucking fighter, you know. Like, you can't be thinking about, like, the people in the crowd. You can't think about life. Like, you just have to be hyper-focused on the task. Yeah. If you're thinking about other shit, like, it's going to be a bad night. Was that, um, was that, was that what you expected? That fight with Edison, was that, was it easier? Was it, did it go better? Like, we spoke the next morning in the hotel before we were heading back to the U.S. And we got into it a little bit. But when, yeah. I, when you left, I felt like I should have asked him that. Was that what he expected? I thought he would adapt more. You know, like a lot of high-level striking, it's adapting round by round. And there was no adaptation. It was just, you know looking to step back counter, step back counter. So I thought he would change up. I thought he would try different things. That's the only thing that threw me off was like, when is like, when is the adaptation? When is it, when's the IQ coming in, you know? Cause you knocked him down early and it seemed like it changed the entire fight. You know, that happens, man. Even when you're training, you'll, you'll spar a guy, you'll get hit with something. And there's a, there's a part of your head that says, you know, after you get that hard hit that, do I really want to come forward? And do I, do I want to eat another overhand? Do I want to eat another kick? And when you hear that voice in your head, you have to be like, shut the fuck up. I do. Yeah. yeah your cauliflower is like something to behold. Oh, yeah. There's fucking... Holy shit. Is yeah. that thing about the bus? Yeah, sparring Johnny Eblum fucking... It's not... But it's hard, though. Yeah, it's hard, yeah. Does it get soft anymore? Just hard sparring, bro. Look at the face, man. That is... Yeah. That's just... a big old... That's, that's like <laughs> wrestling in the Olympic level cauliflower right there. Yeah, just fucking hard sparring, man. You, you know how it is, dude. Uh, not a wear headgear. You don't wear headgear? No. But, not a wear headgear. But, I mean, look at Khabib, bro. Every time Khabib left the training camp, he just looked like he fucking went through battles. And then know? when you get in the fight, yeah. nothing. I'm not saying that's not going to be the fight, but I mean, you know, I like, it's just like when you're, when you're training hard, when you walk into a cage, you know that no matter what the fuck happens, like I put in my work to get it done. Yeah. You know, like I put in my fucking work to get it done where like I talked about uh, like uh, Johnny Walker versus Uncle Iev, and I'm like, I love Johnny Walker. He's such a great guy. But to me, it's like, you don't deserve it. You know, like you fucking don't deserve it. Like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think stops guys from? So, like, Uncle Live comes to Vegas, and where is he at? He's sparring me every day. Yeah. He comes three weeks earlier. He's at me and him are fucking fighting. He goes to our fucking eighty minute wrestling practice. Like, he goes to our sparring days. And it's just like win or lose, it doesn't matter as long as you fucking know you put in the work. And that's why my fucking face looks like this. So, like. At the end of the day, it's like, I put a fucking work, man. I did everything I fucking could do. It's in the hands of God. But you said Johnny doesn't. Like, but like you know he, Johnny? Yeah, I know, I know Johnny personally. I'm using him as an example. Like, you know, you're in Ireland training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of, like, big heavy 205ers in Ireland. And I love Walker, but it's like, my fucking ear bleeding, my face fucked up. It's like, I work my ass off. I fucking yeah. work my ass off. And, you know, I win or lose, fucking, I deserve it. I fucking, yeah. I deserve to win, and if I fucking lose, you know, he's a better man. But I work my ass off. How's your life changed since that fight in Australia? Oh, man, not much, dude. I mean, I make more money now, it's cool. 
Yeah, it's a little bit more noticeable to Walmart. Dude, I love Walmart. Yeah. I saw that, and you were like, I'm a little too famous for Walmart now. Bro, Walmart is my favorite store. Bro, Walmart's my only fucking stock that's doing well right now, fucking Walmart. I, buy, I gotta buy more of you guys. Everything else is just fucking shit, dude, but the Walmart's rising. Well, I, I mean, no, it's nice. Because we all love Walmart, and Walmart will always be Walmart. You'll always go into Walmart, and you can get everything there. Like, why yeah. not go there? You know, I will say these poor fucks need to stop stealing from Walmart. And I already talked about it's this. It's gotten so bad. But I can't hate these motherfuckers because I used to steal from Walmart all the time. You used to steal from Walmart. Fuck yeah, everybody used to steal from fucking Walmart. But dude. Sean, now everything's locked. You can't even get shampoo or anything. Yeah. Locked. Yeah, and like, you know, you put a case of water in your basket. Hey, you didn't scan it. Not my fucking fault. <laughs> I mean, you never stole anything from Walmart? You've never stole one, but Me? yeah. Oh, come on. You've never stole one thing from Walmart. Come on. Sean. <laughs> I may steal things from Walmart uh. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm saying, guys. Sean, I, I may steal things from Walmart now just to see if I'm still able to steal it. Yeah. And then if I get caught, I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Because you can just pay for it. Have you, ever, have you ever been to Winco? Even yes, Winco, yes. bro. I love the Winco, dude. You go get a bag of trail mix, you put that shit in your cart. <laughs> and you're just walking and eating. But does it does it really like so stealing, is it less fun now because now it's not really that dangerous I don't know. You just pay for it. I said I you, I don't steal now. You don't steal now? No, I don't steal now. Sean, don't lie. No, I don't steal now, dude. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. No, not I not even a candy bar every now and again. No. I made my business partner in the barbershop steal a controller <laughs> for my PlayStation. He was so mad at me. I jammed it under his basket. He went uh, back into the store and paid for it. You know, man, like, <laughs> having money makes you, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, it was like, oh, you're, because I, I have money now. Yeah. Like, when you have nothing, you're, it's so easy to be a fucking shitbag. Yeah. Like, you know, when you wake up every day and you're fucking... You're looking the couch cushions for fucking change. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, a couple dollars. You just, you're fucking angry. You're like, well, fuck them. I'll go to Walmart. Fuck you, CEO. Like, yeah. I'll take all your shit. Fuck you. And then, like, once you have money, it's so much easier to be a good person because you don't struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy for me to wake up every day and be like, well, I could pay, I could pay $3. I could go to Starbucks. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But it's like, yeah, just fucking, when you, you see all these rich fucks like donating money and all this and like, like, oh yeah, they're such a good guy. No, they have fucking money. They you don't, don't care. You money, Sean? Say what? Have you started to No, yet? fuck no. I mean, I'll, I'll do like a GoFundMe, but like if, if I know somebody or, you know, yeah. but no. But it's like, it's funny. You see all these rich fucks like, like these people don't give a fuck. It's easy to be a good person when you have money, you guys. It's fucking easy. <laughs> You get like I got no cares. Like yeah. I turn on my AC, you know, I overrun my AC, I get electrical bill. I'm not thinking like, oh fuck. Thousand dollars. Yeah, fuck it, just pay it, man. Well I did I did just throw a mini split in my house because I'm a cheap fuck. What's a mini split? <laughs> Where do you live at? What state? California. A mini split, bro, it's like uh you you fucking like a little air conditioner you drill through your wall. It's nice, bro. It's nice. It's it not is. it's nice. But anyways, I'm a cheap fuck. But I still, but I still I don't steal shit these days. No. Yeah, you just said I don't steal. But you just I am a cheap fuck, you dude. Steal. I am a cheap fuck, though, you guys. But what I'm saying, you guys, at the Walmart, please, let's get this shit unlocked. <laughs> yeah, where everything's... I mean, I'm, come on. Like, everything. It is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Sean, I could talk to you about stealing. Yeah. For <laughs> I guess we're here for fighting, right? But you're here to fight. Yeah, yeah, you're here to fight. First title defense against a guy in Drake is Duplessis, who now this fight has become more personal. 
No, man. Because I, the fight in the crowd and everything. No, I don't even. People think it's personal, man. Like, I like to fight. Everyone's like, oh, like, it's your ring. I was, I was happy. You got to fight. I think he was happy, too. At no point did, like, at no point did, you know, after the scuffle happened, was he kind of like, fuck you. It was like, yeah. life is good. I'm happy. He's happy. He elbowed me. I tried to hit him. So it's like, I mean, we like to fight. We just have to wait till we get in the fucking cage. Yeah, well, you guys fought. Who did that? Like Dana said, I'm an idiot for putting them so close to you. Well, he put, the, he put the kids. He put the kids in behind us. You told the kid to move. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was good. Hey, and then you had Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan talking shit. Was his working? Is mine not working? I plugged I put it on. Here, we'll fucking... Maybe, maybe there's a... Is it blue? Nope. It went off. But it, it, it picked up on that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I right, held down. Clean it up. Luis will clean it up a little bit. Yeah, you got you got guys for this. Yeah. Joe Rogan, what? Yeah, Joe Rogan talking shit on it. Like, come on, Joe Rogan, calm down, dude. <laughs> Fucking saying it. I, I somebody sent me the clip, and it was like Joe Rogan, what a psychopath. Like. How is that unreasonable? A man's behind you, behind you telling you to fucking fight. Yeah. How how is that unreasonable? Would you want me to be like, all right, no, I'm not going to fight. He told you. you so Drakus was talking to you behind you? Well, I don't know what he was saying, but I mean, if somebody says this to me, I'm assuming we're fighting, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, he's a good dude, man. I, I actually like the fucking guy, and, and I go so fucking hard. Like, like, dude, I go so hard on the Cucky and Gary, on Sean O'Malley, where it's like... Some some shit's gonna get on me sometimes. You yeah, know? you know he told that. That's kind of one of the things that him and I spoke about a little bit. He said that he said that it's hard for him to feel bad when you go so hard on people. And he oh yeah, right now he's giving you a bit of your own. Life. No, and he he shouldn't feel bad. He fucking shouldn't feel bad. Like I, I like I fuck at the end of the day. But here's the thing. If the fucking cuck Gary walks in right now with a gun and puts a bullet in my head, and you think I'm going to be like, oh, that should not have happened? If that's what you want, then if that's what you want and that's what you feel is right, then fucking do it. But it's like, to me, like, you know, that's a line that when you cross, that is like, I feel right acting on that, you know? Oh, okay. I, so it's like, and I, I don't need the approval of people. Like, it's a weird fucking, like, popularity contest where, like, every time you do something, especially, like, in the public eye... <clears throat> It's always like, like my buddy Chris Curtis, it's always reading the comments, like I need people to agree with me. I don't give a fuck. If I feel like something's right to me, I don't give a fuck what it is. I'll fucking do it. And if you guys all hate me for it, well, go fuck off. But people don't hate you. People are like behind you right now. Yeah, because I think a lot of people can understand, like, you know, I did a, I did a fucking interview with like the Sports Illustrated guy, and he's a fucking dweeb, you know? Mm -hmm. And, or even Ariel Hawani, and I started kind of going to my past, and you can tell he's like a fucking tourist. Like, he doesn't fucking get it. He doesn't fucking know. But then the people that do kind of know, that have been there, they completely understand it. So it's like, I don't know. You don't try to please everybody. I mean, look at the cuck Gary. Look at, look at his fucking rise and fall. You know, <clears throat> he tried so hard to be loved by everybody. He wore the fucking suit, post like he he is a fraudulent man. But Ian Gary fucking sucks. Like he's uh he's not a good he's not a good man. So what I'm saying, like he'll Do you know Ian? Yeah, I know him. Let me talk to him. But what he, he's not a good man. Like he'll smile and be like, hey buddy, and mm -hmm. then he'll go like, you know, make fun of you, like fabricating of you beating up your kids, or he'll put a picture oh, yeah. on your on your mugshot. Like that's a that's a low down dirty shit to do, right? So you take Ian Gary, who wants to be loved by everybody, and he does these gimmicks, and he thinks it's funny, and now everyone's like, wait, you're kind of a cunt, dude. Like, you're actually kind of a cunt. Like, I get it, you're funny, and like, 
you know, you're nice, but deep down, you're you're a weak man. You're a fucking weasel. So it's like, and now you just seem crumbling. You know, like I got fucking pneumonia. I got to pull out of a fight. I got to fucking you know limit my comments on Instagram. It's like fucking weak. I'm not that way. I don't give a fuck. You just think that you're the first person to just tell it. You just tell it. Well, you could just, to me, it's just so obvious. Like but in, I, all, in all of these situations, though, you just can't tell it. Yeah, but again, I don't need to be fucking liked, man. Like, even, like, you know, Sean O'Malley making fun of him. And so it was like, oh, you made fun of, you made fun of Sean O'Malley's uh, relationship. I didn't make fun of your relationship. You went on a podcast joking about how you want to let your friend fuck your wife. I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't bring, I didn't, I didn't go and, like, find some traumatic shit that happened to you yeah, no. you said that i called my buddy to fuck my wife so you this is not something that you 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 made up this was something he made yeah you. yeah i'm not like you know saying the shot on my said oh yeah your dad fucked you like again that that didn't happen uh, i mean yeah. but but then it also put me in a situation to where like and this was a shady thing about it where like i wanted to like say no fuck you that didn't happen but you know it's crazy, man. After that, how many people came up to me? I had guys come to the gym like, hey, man, my, my, I was molested as a kid. My like, guys came up so to me. People. So it's like for me to go up there, for me to go up there and be like, fuck you, that didn't happen. Like all these people that, that happened to you, I kind of like say I'm less of a man by, yeah. defend, by defending that didn't happen. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, there's so much shit you can make fun of me. I'm white trash, you know, I fucking, you know, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm I'm an easy fucking target. I dropped out of fucking elementary school. You know, I could barely fucking read and write. Like, there are so many things that I joke about. Like, those things, though, all those things, Sean, to me, should you should be applauded for. For all those things that you went through, the fact that you did drop out of school and, like you said, all these things, you built this life now, you should be applauded for those things. But I understand that in fight promotion, at times they go yeah. across the line. Well, you know it's hard, man? Like... I'm a fucking diamond. Like, like how much attention that we put on like people with cameras in front of their face. Like, it almost makes me like, it almost makes me like salty. You know, like, I'm trying to formulate this thought, but like, why me? What do I do? I hit people in the fucking head. You know, it's like, why, why do, why does it fucking matter who I am? Like, I don't fucking. I, I was like, I always tell the story. I was in San Diego. Or fuck, I was even in Walmart the other day, and this guy comes up to me, um, and he says, hey man, like, you inspired me, like, I didn't have a, I grew up without a dad, my mother raised me in the military, and he has his old daughter, and his wife's at home, and he's telling me, no, sorry, his son, and like, the son is so happy to see the dad just, you know, having the time yeah. of his life, and he's like, man, that really means a lot that you, like, that you know what it's like, and you, and you compliment what I've done, and I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, you're changing the world here. Yeah. Like you have a job, you're raising a functioning member of society. What the fuck do I do? I just fucking hit people in the head and say, hey guys, society's fucked up. You guys need to make more fucking money. Like, you know, so sometimes it kind of annoys me the spotlight that is put on famous people. Where like, yeah, it's just kind of annoying, man. It's kind of annoying like the fucking matrix we live in. But have you been able to deal with the burden? Because oh, for as everything for everything that you're saying, which is true, there is a burden that you carry because now you're kind of like the everyman, right? Yeah. You're the guy that that does inspire people and can you take any joy in that? Uh, from where you came from to I mean, it makes me it makes me happy like when I'm when I'm, you know, at the Walmart or I'm in San Diego and a guy comes up and introduces me to his two young daughters and like 
there there is a sense of like I I am happy that I can represent these people because they're not really represented in in like the life you know I mean. Yeah. You don't really see many many sports figures or famous people unless you're a politician trying to get you know reelected yeah. and fuck somebody. Actually, like compliment the people that make society go by. Like even this even this fucking shirt, you know, a, a woman in every kitchen, a gun in every hand. People look at it like people look at it like I'm being sexist. Like I'm not being fucking sexist. Like the average wage for a man is like less than 50k. I mean, how much is fucking rent? Like you know what I'm saying? Where it's like. It's so fucked up because, like, I was talking to Max Crosby how much money we make. Max Crosby obviously makes way more fucking money than me. But it's like, dude, can you? I asked him, like, could you imagine raising his married with a, with a son? Can you imagine raising a family on 50K? No, you can't. Like, how the fuck you do that? What you do, what you do is you put your wife in working. Now you double your income. And now you have a fucking the system raise your kids. And now you have a shitty ass public school system raise your kids. So, like, to me, I think people like me not because I fucking fight. But it's because, hey, man, like, I understand you guys are fucking struggling. It sucks. Like, it fucking sucks, dude. Drinkers Duplessis is a guy that hasn't been around all that long, but he's a guy that has made an impact. Were you impressed with the way he beat Robert Whitaker? Like, how dangerous and where does he present problems? Because the idea is that because he fights so odd, because he yeah. fights at different angles, that he's not as good as people don't want to give him credit for as good as he is. No, I, I mean, again, you know, the thing with Whitaker is. We could all say he's a one-trick pony. I thought, I thought the moment that, because uh, I was at that fight. That's the only fight I seen. I thought the moment Whitaker's blitz didn't work, there was really nothing left. Like the moment he blitzed in with a hard cross and and Drake has just stepped away and countered, he just crumbled. He just fucking Whitaker fucking crumbled. Like this is my one weapon I do, and it's not working. Yeah. So I just think that's what crumbled him. But man, you I mean Drake is fucking tough, dude? I think he's a tougher fight than Izzy. Really? Well, the thing about Izzy, Izzy's a better striker, but Izzy doesn't necessarily want to fight. Izzy wants to go in there and hit hit you and not get hit. Drykus is a guy that wants to fight. Yeah. So it's like, it's a whole different kind of fight. It's it's not as, you know, it's not as like, okay, we're playing a game. It's like, we're in there fucking throwing haymakers. He said that he can't wait for the press conference. You said that if he keeps bringing up crazy shit, you're going to stab him. That goes to the point. That I just say, dude, right? fucking on site, bro. You got to deal with. Hey, you want to bring that shit up again? Dana White canceled the fucking press conference. I already fucking told you. You bring that shit up. It's on site. You're going to fight him right there. It's on fucking site, dude. But, but you guys have a chance to fight on Saturday. Like hey, that. it doesn't I'll fight him on Saturday. I won't fight him. Like, that's my line. And this is why fucking men these days just fucking are cowards. And this is what, like, this is what society's done to us. Where like you could let a man could walk up, a boss could walk up to you, and I mean our fucking founding, our, our president fucking killed a man because he implied his wife was a fucking whore. So what happened? At what point in the course of history did men just become fucking pussies? Mm. You know, it's like again, bring it up, say whatever the fuck you want, deport my ass, fucking kick me out of the UFC. I don't give a fuck. I'll move the fuck on. <laughs> You're yeah. serious. I don't give a fuck, dude. Bring it up. It's on site. Let's fuck his fucking a. This is what it is. So what does this belt mean to you? Like, what does this belt mean to you, and what would a dominating performance on Saturday night mean to Sean Strickland? Oh, belt, man. I don't know. More fucking money, dude. More money. It's all, dude, we live in the fucking Matrix, man. We live in the Matrix, bro. It's all bullshit. It's all yeah. fucking bullshit. I'm so bad at, like, that's why I said, just go and enjoy the fight. Watch us try to fucking kill each other, but it's the fucking Matrix, man. We got to... Somebody hand you a belt. They say, this is special. You're special. We're not fucking special. We're just fucking... 
bunch of fucking assholes taking their clothes off fighting. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. That's all we are, dude. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy, Sean, is that a lot of times when I see quotes from your teammates and the people that have come into contact with you, it's all positive things. Yeah. Very rarely do you get anything negative said about you from the people that have been in the fire with you. And I think that is probably the greatest compliment an athlete can get from the people around them is that they're a good teammate and that they work hard. Well, no, it is. It's like um, you can't – the average man doesn't know this, but, like, when you – try to hurt your friend. Like when I was sparring my buddy Edmund last night, we we're fucking banging. He actually gave me a little bit of color last night. And uh, I mean, I'm throwing haymakers, he's throwing haymakers. This was last week at a knuckle. He hit me with a knuckle, cut my nose open. Like you just kind of like forge this bond. And you know this, like you yeah. forge this bond with your teammates. You know, they wake up every fucking day not having a fight scheduled and they get in the cage and they fucking bleed for you. They make you bleed. like. There's a level of like friendship and like community in a gym that nobody will ever understand. I, I would say it's almost militant. Like whenever you go through what you go through, when you're in a back room and you watch a buddy lose and his fucking his head's down, he watches like, you know, you see him like bare his like soul. It's it's a level of bond that you could you just don't experience in life. You know, like you'll fucking die for these guys. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's guys, cool. UFC 297 is this weekend. The champion is Sean Strickland. A guy that tells you exactly how it is, buries his soul for the world to see. Defends his belt against Drake's Duplessis in the main event. Make sure you hit the buy button, purchase, subscribe to everything that Sean is doing. Buy a t-shirt if you feel so inclined. If I get kicked out of the UFC, I might need it. <laughs> I mean, if you stab him, you might. You can't yeah. stab him. You just yeah. can't stab him. Uh, well, you, oh, yeah, give me a microphone. I could fucking use that as a shame. <laughs> I made a joke yesterday on the podcast. I said, what if Sean shows up with one of those ones from jail where it's like uh, uh, one thing with a whole bunch of tape yeah. with like a shim that goes up like a... <laughs> might have to. I might have to. It's so crazy. Yeah. Guys, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend that DC's got a YouTube channel. And I got like guys like the champ checking in with me every time we're at UFC pay-per-views. Until next time, Sean, thanks once again, my man. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 